You're listening to the Feel Good Podcast, your guide to feel good. Phil is an average everyday guy who wanted to discover a path to feeling good. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Now let's join our host, Phil, for today's conversation about wellness and feeling good. Weight Watcher. So we're going to have a little chat with her. I'm very excited for this. Been coming a long time. And anyway, so let's jump into it. Lori, tell me about your journey, whatever you can tell us kind of where it started when you got to the point where you realized, man, I've got to do something for my wellness, whatever it is, whether it's activity or mindset or food, or however it's all got started and kind of what, what all the things were that led you up to those moments when you're like, I need to take care of myself. So let's, let's just start from there and we'll go on. Well, first of all, Phil, thanks for having me. I feel super honored. Um, so I think, you know, I struggled with my weight um, kind of my entire life. So I was doing, you know, the pills, the shake, the then mm. then the starving yourself. I wasn't good at that because um, it turns out I found out way down the line that I had binge eating disorder. Um, mm. So I think my biggest thing, <laughs> I know my biggest thing, so I was at my heaviest and I kind of say 210, but I think I was more 215 based on what the doctor said that 210 looked a little bit better for me on the scale. So what it was for me is I got uh, a um, digital picture frame for Christmas from my sister, which I was super excited about and wanted to get. So by the time I took it to work and it was about, I don't know, maybe actually it was January 13th, uh, I set it all up and I, before then, I just had a million pictures of everything on my phone, like we all have. So I just plugged it in and let it roll of just random pictures. So I would look over at my desk and think like, oh my God, it looks so cute in my wedding dress. That was one of my thinner moments. Or, and then I would see one where I was kind of, you know, I was a master at angles. We all are as women. Uh, so I would just see one and kind of be like, oh, then I was staring at my computer screen and one caught me at the corner of my eye and I looked and I was like, who is that girl? And I know people don't like this word, but I was like, who is that fat girl? And I realized that it was me. Wow. I did not even recognize myself. And again, master of angles. I just, I remember the feeling like it was yesterday my whole body just completely red in the face. It was the most intense moment I can remember. Yeah. My sister, oh, my, I just called her out, had mentioned to me that a friend of hers was doing Weight Watchers and that now it had changed. I had done it in about 2000, oh, I'm going to say five with some coworkers and it worked, but it, there was me asked. You had to sit there with wheel and put things out. I'm sorry. I was working 18 hour days and I'd have time for that while it did work in the beginning. Um, and the meetings, they just weren't for me. It wasn't relatable people. Um, so, but she had mentioned that a friend had done it. And so I turned to my computer and I signed up, downloaded the app. And again, I had been diagnosed with binge eating disorder to years prior from um, a psychiatrist. I have ADHD. So when I moved back from Chicago to California, um, you know, then I'm prescribed across state lines. Uh, but a new guy isn't going to be like, hey, here's your medication. So after meeting with him once a month, and he um, just kind of pulled it out of me. And these were things I thought I was going to the grave with what I did. Hmm. The grave. And he, I just, I don't know what it was about it, but he pulled it out and it just kind of sat in my head. And I was like, that's whatever. And I just kept living my life. And then when this happened, I basically needed, when I saw that, I was able to reflect and really see what I was doing with my life. And it was never about, I just needed a tool to hold me accountable. While I figured out because I was vegan two years prior, over two years prior to joining Weight Watchers, there wasn't any kind of 
especially I'm a junk food vegan. If you follow me, you know, like, you know that I am yeah. not drinking green smoothies. I am like, I am all about the vegan versions of everything. What's so I just classic uh, Oreos, is that right? That's what everyone says. Like I've never eaten, uh, you know, vegan food. I'm like really thin mint Oreos, you know, uh, nutter butters, like don't make me go there. So, um, so yeah, it was, I needed the structure because without the accountability, um, but really it was just a tool to help me go digger, dig more into what was going into my life. Um, and I just had to figure out a way to make that work with my lifestyle, which was the biggest challenge back then um, because they're just, it wasn't set up for my type of eating style at all. So, yeah. So what, what was different between, I mean, that two years of you get the diagnosis from a doctor, hopefully someone you trust that you have this disorder, but yet still it was two years before the moment happened in front of the mirror that really attached it and made you connect with that being you. Like what, what was the delay in that? You know, I think nobody, I didn't even know what binge eating disorder was. But my earliest memory, I remember it. I know what refrigerator I was. I know what I was doing, what the temple was, where I was sneaking down the staircase. I, so therefore we had moved. Um, my dad was climbing the corporate ladder. So we moved into several places. I know exactly what house we were in. Like mm -hmm. that was, and I had been sneaking food ever since. So the thing is, is that never hearing that word was scary and also hard to admit. So yeah. he had said it, you know? And mm -hmm. when I saw that photo, it just hit me. Yeah. It just did. You know, I think there's always just kind of that moment. Mm -hmm. And that was it for me. When I could not deny, I didn't take the photo. Yeah. It wasn't the angle, you know? And even being at that weight, trying to hide angles, you're but yeah, I didn't take the photo. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. And that was, it, that was it. And it very well could be my ego and vanity. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. It very well could be that, you know, cause I, when you're in it and you see yourself every day and you just gain and gain and gain, you don't realize. Yeah. And that's also the other way as you lose and lose and lose, you also don't realize and in your, mirror in your head you're seeing still seeing yourself as that larger person so it kind of goes both ways absolutely absolutely there's yeah. there's a a healthy navigation between mm -hmm. uh, how you perceive yourself if you if you see it in the negative way and how you perceive yourself if you see it in the positive way and both mm -hmm. of them can go off the rails the wrong way yeah uh, and everyone would say a good healthy self-perception Mm -hmm. uh, is not a bad thing, but if someone takes that and then doubles down on that, and then you start calling it vanity, then people right. think it's a bad thing. Uh, and I don't think it always is a bad thing. Uh, if, if you're doing it for good reasons, there's nothing wrong with, with looking good, uh, no more than realizing that it is not healthy to not see yourself the right way, uh, to always be talking negatively to yourself. If you're lifting yourself up and you're doing the work, there's nothing wrong with admiring that. Uh, I just, I believe, and this is a personal value that I hold, that when you start to do this wellness journey and you start to see yourself differently, there is a component that walks into our lives that is that telling the story component of it. And it's that I now want to share this because I know that the work that I have done can help others. 100%. Uh, if you're doing it 100% for yourself, that is a sustainable thing for a period of time. Right. I don't think it can be our long-lasting reason. For uh, sure. You know, it, it. I just believe that wellness has to have a component that is not selfish. Yeah. And and that that's hard for a lot of people to con to consume and accept, but for me, it just has to be that way. So that's the way that I have to tell the story. Uh, yeah. You can, 
you can speak for yourself of what that means. Uh, but I, I know that there's a lot of freedom when it comes, and 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 it's almost like it's evident in your story that uh, what would be different if you didn't see that picture that someone else took? They helped you in the aspect that they helped you see yourself the right way, even though it wasn't the way you wanted. They mm -hmm. saw you you see yourself in a way that pushes you forward, and and I think a lot of times that can be our own picture that we take in the mirror. It doesn't have to be something some external source. Mm -hmm. We start to see ourselves the right way. Can I back up? Yeah. So okay, the very beginning was just me and the vanity. And one thing that I want to touch on is we live in a world where we we don't want to be selfish. We don't want to be, um, you know, bragger and we don't want to be any of that. And I'm not saying put yourself on a bulletin board on the 405. If you live in LA, you know, yeah, yeah, trust that. So yeah. I, I'm not saying, but at the same time, you need to appreciate and be proud of yourself. And yeah. there's a difference between being an outward just bragger, but there are things if you don't acknowledge your wins yeah. that doesn't help you move forward so in terms of the vanity that is absolutely what started now what happened to me and how why i found the vegans the weight watchers is because believe it or not i am not the only vegan who gained weight yeah. on top of the weight that i had going vegan you know people yeah. have a perception of you know smoothie drinking raw vegetables and that is not veganism is by definition and basically an ethical stance against using animals i don't want to i don't want to get into that yeah. but there's a difference between someone who would be plant-based or going towards it for nutrition mm -hmm. well i hung out with people that were like let's go for the vegan nachos and vegan burgers and vegan pizza so um, what happened in that group of vegans that I had created that I was doing a meetup for, I started losing weight. And we would go to this meetup and at the point, at that point in time, I had two very close friends and they, they would just kind of joke with me. I'd be like, I need to know what restaurant we're going to. I need to know my options. I need to you know who's sharing this, right? And for me being a project manager, I am, OCD to the max. I love that stuff. I call it plain points. So what happened very quickly on, um, it took me a year to lose the 80 pounds. So I would say I was probably 25 pounds in a girlfriend of mine, Liz, in that group who a couple people ended up coming on board were like, all right, girl, I give up. What the hell are you doing? Then it was Carrie. Then it was Jerry. Then it was this, right? So then we, I did a very, uh, PM and then I was talking to people on my way to work. I was driving to Valencia, so then we did a, a, a secret group. Then people were talking to other people. Then we did a closed group. Then it was just us, and I would lead them. And and not having the program that worked like that, I geeked out on the details. I was having a lot of medical problems. I um had lost my job and that is just it kept my mind off of that yeah. and being able to teach people and see their results and that's when i learned a, across this journey um and my friend encouraged me to do a public page let the group be open share yeah. your story which was really hard for me because people are critical. I mean, let's face it, right? And then you go out there and you say you have binge eating disorder, right? I mean, that's a big thing. And this was, again, back in 2016, it wasn't kind of like the thing that stars were talking about at the time. But I found in that process, I really found what I believe is my life's purpose mm -hmm. and passion. And I did love my job. I still love geeking out on details, um, but I now believe that what my purpose is is to share my story yeah. and to help others and that's kind of what happened in the beginning being like i need to do this for myself and then as i carried on being able to teach people was it gave me just a sense of purpose that yeah. i just didn't have so anyway so as you walk through those the diagnosis and then trying to 
to get get better like what what about your food did you change uh i mean obviously you said you had been a vegan even before right. the discovery of the fact you needed to lose weight and discovery of the fact that yeah. you use tools like ww or something like that what 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 did you change about your actual food and your diet i didn't okay i learned how to because again back then it wasn't vegan friendly and it especially for people with my eating eating habits mm -hmm. so i spent hours upon hours figuring out the difference pointing the difference and why this and how it works and figuring out i again i i call it playing points it would be the equivalent of you playing a video game yeah. i love to be in that so i was then creating and figuring out what things would cause cost wise um, and so I had, again, I did that and it was fun for me. It yeah. kept me busy. I had just moved back and then I had this medical thing happen. So I wasn't leaving my house a lot, kept my mind off of it. Yeah. And so then being able to teach other people. So, um, I'm going to tell you, Phil, if you look at my feed, you look at my story while I have incorporated a ton of vegetables that I never I was not a veggie person. I'd be like yeah. picking that lettuce off of everything. Mm -hmm. I My biggest thing that I would say to people, and it does not matter what program you are on, you have to say, this is where I'm at. If you have these grandiose ideas of, okay, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna go to the gym six days a week, I'm gonna eat healthy, I'm yeah. going to change this. The thing is, and it's a management tool, if you don't understand where you're at and it causes you to fall back, it's just harder to get back up. Mm -hmm. So my technique has always been meet yourself where you're at, make the program work, whatever it is, where you are at. Then as you increase, you do it because you feel good and yeah. you're, you did, you're looking and saying, wow, look what I accomplished. Look what's going on. All right. Well, let me try this yeah. let me try that but you're doing it because your own you're proud of yourself you get confidence to know that all right and you might try something and you're like all right that was a little too much but then you're not feeling disappointed and for people that are in this space especially for people that deal with any you know even just binge eating things like that whatever it is in this space we're here for a reason yeah yeah right <laughs> and that yeah yeah, one one thing that I love, and I love how it is so, um, it's tied to how we think about stuff, and it's exactly the same true for both food and activity, mm -hmm. uh, and how we move our body, is you can take someone who who does not have the physical ability to do a workout. We'll say run a mile. Mm -hmm. and they can train and, and and not even call it training they can just start and then do and do and do a little more and then ev and, and eventually they'll be able to run the mile right that same person at, at the very beginning would say i don't want to run a mile mm -hmm. i despise running a mile and two years later three years later however long it takes we'll be mm -hmm. like i just ran a mile and it feels right. amazing and nothing changed about the mile and nothing changed physically necessarily 100 percent, yeah and you have a little more ability yes your muscles have, have been but what changes is the mind and how the mm -hmm. mind changes what it feels like to run a mile and it's mm -hmm. the same way with our food like mm -hmm. that's one thing if i could preach and preach and preach to people never ever eat food you don't love if you oh don't, gosh my don't put it in your mouth. You're not forced to eat anything. Eat the food you love mm -hmm. and then change the way you think about that food and assign mm -hmm. the value. Learn mm -hmm. how to run the mile and make that food good. Like I used to not like broccoli and now I absolutely uh, love broccoli and edamame and, and zoodles and those things. And yes, I still love pasta, but I also love a good zucchini zoodled up and put it with some marinara and some meat and it's good. And I know you don't eat meat, but whatever, you know, it's the thing is like- Vegan meat alternatives, it applies. There's a, there's, a, there's a thing, but it's that value 
that is assigned between the frames of these glasses that right. says that is good. You know, so how has that process went for you as you like learn to like control how you think about this process? Sure. So for me, um, knowing that I had, and when I started, I also was a big drinker. So what I looked at is I said, all right. And again, it's kind of the, the planner in me. I said, here's the outcome that I want to get to. If I work hard during the week and I stockpile my points, then I can have my little binge on the weekend. So for me, my weigh-in has always been on Monday. And I know people freak out like, why? Because then for me, mentally, I go through the week and I'm looking at that and I know what I have, especially because I'm, I've got ahead of what I'm doing. Then yeah. I go to town on the weekend, right? Yeah. Then after I'm done, I say, okay, I'm back up again. It's yeah. the same concept of a cheat day for um, the fitness world. But, you know, so there's a lot of science that backs up that the cheat day is good because it pops your system up, right? So that is how mentally... I got there because I knew I was going to be able to overindulge with my mini binge. So yeah. that value, exactly what you said, and it still rings true today, being in maintenance and having that huge fitness journey, legit, Phil, I'm not lying. I would work so hard to get that 3,000 steps that they want us to get. Yeah. I could not hit that 3,000 steps. I didn't start until 14 months into maintenance. It wow. took me a year to lose. Yeah. 14 months into maintenance. Wow. Then I started walking. Yeah. So it it's 80% diet. Yeah. You so for people that are at a case where they can't walk it either, or you know, completely sedentary, getting up to go to the bathroom or the refrigerator, don't be discouraged because mm -hmm. no matter the program. It yeah. is all about a deficit. It's math, right? Yeah. So yeah. again, to get through that, I would know what was coming. And another strategy that I always had, I never, ever, ever deprived. Yeah. Never. I always had the things I loved during the week, but I had smaller portions of them. anything yeah. that came into my house. And my biggest thing, just because it is a serving does not mean you have to eat the serving. Oh yeah. So uh, I I would cut and I would cut things when I started my uh, Justin's hazelnut spread. I used to have two pieces of toast on that before I went to bed. That was like my thing. So then I would have one, mm -hmm. and I would spread that pucker on that hot toast and see how light I could get to where it would still satisfy me. And yeah. I be I just kind of got down, got down, got down. So it's all about saying I have to before want to. Mm -hmm. So it would be, okay, you need to have, and I was like you, I hated broccoli, I hated all that stuff, right? So it was a matter of, okay, if I want to enjoy my weekend, yeah. then I have to get my ass in check during the week. Yeah. So, but then I set myself up for success. I planned ahead instead of the 10 chocolate covered turbinado sugar almonds, which by the way, now are not vegan from Trader Joe's. Oh. Instead of having, I know they added milk, new formula. Don't even get me started, Trader Joe's. Um, so then instead of nine a night, guess what? If you have three, you would be surprised because they're so rich and yummy. Mm -hmm. It actually was better than having nine. I did things like top chips. Well, no, right? Well, they're, they're big. Yeah. What I do, I snapped them in half and I put them in two different bowls. I'm an eater when I get home. I don't eat very much during the day. I don't believe in things of you need breakfast, you need this. I eat my body tells me to eat. That is end of story for that. So I'm not a big, when I work, I sometimes don't have time to eat that much. But I know when I walk in that door that I'm going to want to eat until I go to bed. I also don't personally, I eat literally until I go to bed. That is always how I've been. And that's kind of the, the way that I am. I can't like feel deprived. So what I would do again to set myself up for success, because I know you walk into that door and it's like, right. Yeah. So on my way home, I would have a snack that was lower point 
so that there was something in my stomach and I would drink my water. Then when I walked in the door, I was able to get comfy, get my dog outside for a little walk, and then come in and have my food that was all set up in terms of making it look bigger because I ate over and over. My sister would be like, you have one dinner and then the next dinner. And yeah. she knows now to this day who I live with. She's like, which dinner are you gonna have? My second dinner is between nine and 10. Yeah. That's what I, I need to do. Yeah. Hey, I wanna jump in here for just a second and take a pause and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Now a message from our partners. Hey, family, let me tell you about my favorite protein bars. Yeah, you know them. Healthy eating all the time. Heat-go.com. Check them out. They are gluten-free. They're all natural with no additives, no preservatives, naturally sweetened with honey made right here in America. You know, the goal for them is to provide fulfilling and conscious free bars that are fun fuel for the body allowing you to feel nourished throughout your busy day find those guys online at heat-go.com and on instagram at healthy eat underscore on the go if you need a discount code use the code feel good that's right feel good now back to our host phil that's what i need to do yeah yeah it sounds like that um one of the the biggest things you had to do was make a plan and then from that plan you're able with your personality and and who you are you're able to accept the value of of the success on the plan like uh someone else might have a totally different plan that gets them to the Mm -hmm. same result but their plan to satisfy your needs so the fact that you need to to eat those things uh, I, I, uh, you know, throughout the night, all the way up until bedtime, that plan probably wouldn't work for someone else. But, sure. if, it works, but if it works for you and you do it successfully, what, what I feel like we're doing is we're going back and we're correcting the bad behaviors, replacing them with ones that work and making those good behaviors. Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that preach time and quantity and that kind of stuff. And that that mentality, though it may work for some, will not work for right. everyone. Some people say right. breakfast gets started and some people almost get physically sick if you eat too much too soon. You know, so you got to kind of learn your body. And I think that's Absolutely. One, one thing is that as you start this wellness journey, your ears become open and your mind becomes open to listening to your body. I went through so many years and decades of not listening to what my body was saying. I was like, food sounds good. Let's eat. You know, that's all eyeballs. And I actually started <laughs> listening to my body. And a while ago you were talking about uh, a dish uh, that you, you have the, the opportunity to not eat as much because you listen to your body because it's full. I have a, a, a standard meal that I, I use this example all the time. They're like, I used to get this amount and I, and, and I'm not like a big go back and get seconds kind of person, but I would get the same amount, put it on my plate. And then I ended up eating it and I couldn't even finish it all. And I was like, what's going on? I, I normally could like sit here for like 10 minutes and finish this. And then yeah. I realized that's my body telling yeah. me you had enough, stop, get up, go put that mm-hmm. in the trash. You're done. Yeah. Even with the fact that I could sit there for 15 minutes and then finish that amount. Right. And that, was a difference, a different behavior that I was able to listen to in my body for the first time in decades. Oh, yeah. I will say um, one thing that I am huge on. If you find someone that is achieving the results that you want to achieve, do what they're doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's in business. It doesn't matter what it is. And then the biggest thing that I have Another thing is if your strategy isn't working, change it. Yeah. Change it. Absolutely. And Absolutely. If there's a problem I feel that people have like that. Like I, there's a thing I can't remember off the top of my head, like don't spend more time making the mistake just because you already made it i i know it like in terms of relationships people will stay in relationships so long because they want it to work right and then by the time well i've already invested five years and it's like girlfriend you you've been miserable for five years like you could could only been miserable for two and pull it back but there's that thing you know and it goes for anything and it it takes a lot and it it also takes 
the self-reflection to be able to say, so when I confronted and said the words out loud, and it started with typing in that little group, and then it started just speaking those words out loud that I used to eat things out of the trash and hide things in the Tupperware and eat before I would go play. When you start verbalizing those things, it started on a keyboard. Then, you know, from there it went, it, that was the process for me. And again, these are things I was taking to the grave. Yeah, it's, so. it, it's there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. there's, there's power in telling your story. Now, mm -hmm. I, some people get so nervous and I've empowered people right. to, to tell their story on here. And I truly believe it's it's been a liberation thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I also understand that not everybody's going to get on here and story. Not everybody's going right. to start a podcast or do interviews and, and that kind of stuff. But the words, the truth of who you are mm -hmm. is worth telling. And that is, a, that is a, a de facto thing for every human being. Every human being has a story that's worth telling. Uh, for one, you have a lineage and a family history that needs to be told uh, and that kind of thing. And, and how you work your way out of the struggles is a story worth telling because surely somewhere along the way, someone will have a very similar similar problem. And your words may be the path for them to be lit so that they can see the way out. And I truly I truly believe that that so much of, of happiness and joy have to lead the way. Uh, we, mm -hmm. live, we live so much so backwards in fear and trembling and, and worry and, 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 and sacrifice so much of our future by just worrying about the things that we've been through, and, I, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big, big person on on mental wellness and helping people yeah. heal, and that kind of stuff. And so much of it has to be rooted in joy. Like, there, you know, we talk about a relationship that holds you back, and 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 that kind of stuff. Like, I'm I'm done with telling people you need to figure out a way to work it out. Like, you need to find joy, and you need to find it in your food and your activity right. and your relationships. And if it doesn't bring you joy, then you need to diminish or eliminate it from your life. And if it is meant to find you, it will find you again. You will find your way back to pizza. You will find your way back to a, a bad relationship. Uh, if it becomes something that happens through healing, you know, and like, I, I, I feel like there are a lot of people that will hear these words and they feel like they're stuck. They're they're stuck with unsupportive people. They're stuck with poor food choices. They're stuck with inactivity and all of that. And and we need to say it's time. It's time to do it. Like yeah. You do it because when when you do it, you do it for you. Once you've done it for you, you can do it with and for others. Right. Right. And I will say um, I agree with that. But um, there are some people that start with doing it for someone else. And I do believe that that will not last in the oh, yeah. long run, but um, I've seen a lot, sorry, I have a hair on my mouth. Um, I have seen a lot of people that start with that, that want to be healthy for their kids because they realize that they can't carry them upstairs, that it starts with that, but then it becomes so much more. And, yeah. um, but I 100% agree. I yeah. am in it for me. I don't, I don't care if I am not the size. I just yeah. wanted to be happy and be proud of what I looked like and not walk down the street and think that every single person is looking and judging me because yeah. I was so critical of myself. I just assumed everyone else was as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's not like that. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like in, in, you know, I don't know, a small way, and I am definitely not a, a voice of the female persuasion, however that would be. Like, I, I have tons of female followers, I get that, uh, but, you know, I, I would never speak for women, but I understand that when you become a mom, uh, and for even some guys, I'm sure it's as you become a dad a little bit, that does become your identity, Yeah. and there's nothing, I would say that there's nothing wrong with that. But right. I also now that I've been in this community for a, a while now, uh, I realize that there is a way out of that. Mm -hmm. And I see so many people that although they are an amazing, amazing mom, they also realize the value of being an amazing, amazing, whatever their name is. 
Uh, and that's kind of like the whole thing of like the reason I changed my podcast over is like, you know, the to feel good. Uh, yes, it has the little quirky thing of seeming like you're saying feel how you feel, but like feel like I needed to learn how to do me good. Uh, and I've, I want that for everyone. And like, I I definitely see for ladies that there's there's so much attachment that to how you see yourself, you know, which guys are the visual ones, but like, it's almost like this thing gets sideways and seeing yourself empowers you. And I am seeing more and more these empowered women that learn how to like tell the story of themselves. And from there, it's like this unstoppable wave of health and wellness and good. And, and like, that's, that's just, it's so great. And I see it in you as well. Like, and I know you physically have, have been through a lot of struggles and, but still, yeah, you're like, you've, you've got this thing written in your DNA now in your brain. It's like, <laughs> I will not give up on me ever again. I won't go back, yeah. you know? Yeah, that is in my DNA. When I decide to do something, I'm either not, but when I decide to do it, there is no turning back. When I was 17, I started to get acne and I was already, you know, kind of having the weight thing. My mom took me to a dermatologist and she said, well, the soda could be contributing. And I was like, I haven't had a soda since I was 17. Yeah. And when I, yeah, I mean, I was, and you should have seen, I had soda for breakfast. This is ridiculous. Um, So then, you know, like with veganism, when I saw, I was like, whoop, not, that's it. Been almost seven years. When I was able to see, it doesn't matter in life what it is. When I get there, I'm there. It can take me a while to get there. Um, but yeah, that is, that, that is now, um, it's definitely, it, it has been a part of me that I am grateful for in my personality, but it also is a detriment because when I'm not in it, I'm yeah. all, it's not a pretty place. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I want to hit on that you said, um, with women being different, um, and I'm not a mom. I will. I, I'm not going to have kids. Uh, but there is a huge thing for men and women. Um, but I'm speaking to women because I'm not a man, uh, and I don't work with a lot of guys. But there are people that I work with that uh, want to have kids or that have kids, and it is imperative that you not only are not neurotic about where you can go. And even if you're single with your husband, boyfriend, having them be like, okay, where can we go eat? And it's like, because you've pointed this out, that's not fair to that significant other 100%. And it's also not, um, once you get past the point and you kind of learn like the healthiest space to be in, right? To limit yourself, but you can get there. And it's beyond when you have kids about, okay, well, I'm going to teach them, pass them down, kind of like the Weight Watchers, even though you go down. What's important is that you are, even without saying, you are a role model because you are doing something that is important to you. You're not teaching them Weight Watchers. You're not teaching them counting calories. That's not, it is such, you cannot give your kids a better gift of obviously health and wellness and how that the best way to do that is not to say, don't eat that, don't eat that, we don't eat that, we don't eat that, we don't eat that. That just creates negativity versus, yeah. So again, I, I don't have kids, but you know, a lot of people that do, and it's really important that you address that and for the people around you. Yeah. Not fair that they should have to suffer because of the plan that you're on I think it's one of those things where doing wellness we realize we have to do it for ourselves mm-hmm. part of that is you know making sure that we we aren't projecting mm-hmm. uh, on others but also mm-hmm. the backside of that 
is saying that when I'm on this journey and I'm on it for me, I also don't have to accept what you put at me. Absolutely. Uh, you can go to a party or whatever, and just because mm -hmm. poor choice food is being served, you do not mm -hmm. have to. Uh, even to the fact of making, uh, you know, Aunt Birdie upset that you didn't eat her 27,000 calorie casserole, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you you can do you. And uh, that that is an empowerment that is, uh, mm -hmm. I hope that people can find. So uh, we can wrap up here in just a second, but I want to talk about like how you, you talked about um, a lot of the months kind of had gone and happened and even got to the maintenance without doing any kind of activity. Uh, tell me about how you've done activity over the last uh, year, year and a half. So um, I had um, been diagnosed with a lot of medical issues as well, and it was very painful. I was in an accident, right? So I ended up talking. I was dealing with a physical therapist, and I was trying to work on all of the things on the top where the problems were. So I talked to a sister and my sister's very long-term friend who's a physical therapist up um, north of where we are. And she just really listened to everything. And she said, well, does the bottom half work? And I was like, I think. Yeah. And she said, I, I, you know, I was just so in the mode of valet parking in front of something and walking like, what was that? Right. Taking stairs, like, huh? And so then I thought, I don't know let me yeah. see and my sister um was uh hiking to the base uh trekking i should say to the base camp of mount everest for my dad's um uh, multiple myeloma can cancer foundation and my neighbor was a big walker and like obsessed with his ten thousand steps and so she was gone over those two weeks and he and i just started walking and then it became a total again all in right I yeah. wanted to see, okay, could I get to 4,000? Okay, what about five? Okay, what, what about six? And then after 10,000, I was that person who was like, I am not going into the gym. There is no way. I don't want people looking at me. I had joined it before. Um, so then I got to the point where I just kind of wanted to push myself. And in physical therapy, I was able to push myself. And not only did I join a gym, I joined USC gym. Wow. There you go. And I let me tell you, you want to talk about being intimidated. The very first day, all I was doing was a treadmill, and right next to me were people on the stairs. And we're not talking the stairmaster, we're talking about the ones that come down. They're like real stairs, like they don't play. And they were on those and they were talking, and I was kind of like looking and eavesdropping. And I was like, I'm just gonna try that. So I walked over and I got on the machine next to them, and I was like, Hey girls, I just want to let you know it's the first time I'm doing this. I'm just going to watch what y'all are doing because you are really inspiring me just being on here. And I also yeah. learned in my journey to sincerely and genuinely compliment people yeah. when they're doing things right. And I started to see the good. I would say, you want to change your body, you have to change your mind. And that yeah. process happened. If you knew me before, you talked to somebody who knew me before, I was still have my sassing moments, but I was, I was not a good person. It's not me yeah. anymore. So it just slowly increased and then very little by little. And now I just really love it. Really, yeah. really love it. How does activity make you feel? I, you know, I, I, in the whole part of the binge eating disorder, I um, had a great therapist in the beginning and I have done a lot of, of research on the brain. For me, I need to know why, because it doesn't work for me. So I needed to understand what your brain does, what the chemicals were, what's happening with the endorphins versus the serotonin and um, working out for me absolutely brings those endorphins up and it, it, it I don't know if you know people that are like, oh, I don't feel good. I don't want to go to the yeah. gym. And then they're like, oh, I feel so great. Well, the reason is, is that in that moment, that serotonin, it actually boosts your immune system. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you come home and you start to level out, you feel like crap again, which yeah. is why, you know, so that in a long term sense of the endorphins, as you get into that, you can miss them. But it also, you know, assuming that you don't have some type of type of a serotonin inhibitor, you know, mental situation, um, you 
that serotonin starts to boost and yeah. people that work out they're just happy yeah and there's a, there's a reason for that and i one of my other biggest thing is you know you can't outwork you can't go and have a glass of wine and think that you're gonna outwork that yeah you, and it never should be used as punishment mm -hmm. if you go to the gym as punishment not not going to be a good thing I, I i personally don't think that you should use activity as payment for eating more either uh i think that if your body says you need to eat more because you have used more right then maybe that's something you have to listen to right but, uh you know don't write the check before you go do the workout yeah. and then, mm -hmm. uh, and expect to eat some large thing uh, right and i'm not talking about like you know like a preload for a marathon runner or something like that right uh, I get that, but uh, if you're regularly saying, well, you know, on this day I ate this and then I didn't work out, but this day I worked out, so I'm gonna eat this, 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 and this. Right. Uh, I, I think it, you're you're walking down a road of unsustainability. It may be successful for a period of time, but uh, you know, finding a successful, sustainable way are two things. So you have to mm -hmm. uh, you have to make sure that it is also sustainable, not just temporarily successful. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I know we're going to stop, but just to give you an, a, a visual, because again, I need to know why. Yeah. And people think like if they're using a MyFitnessPal or a calorie tracker, they give you those calories back. That is a recipe for, in my opinion, disaster. Like one of the cupcakes, let's say from Whole Foods or whatnot, is, gosh, it can be up to six, 700 calories, depending on what the heck is in it and how big it is, right? Well, an average marathon runner marathon runner burns 3500 calories well one pound deficit or addition of what your body needs to maintain is a pound yeah do the math <laughs> you cannot work out work out your food yeah unless you are working out all day long yeah and that's just a huge huge thing for people yeah and and you know and a lot of a lot of uh the successes of a body holding on to uh foods good and bad and bodies releasing good and bad has mm -hmm. to do with how we breathe and how we sleep and how mm -hmm. much water we get uh mm -hmm. not necessarily just uh how we intake the food uh yes mm -hmm. a calorie a caloric deficit will allow you to lose some weight uh but to what level and to what degree and it's not right. like 100 uh, calories is the magic number below or nothing like that right. or whatever uh it's and 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 all those things are just components it's the truth mm -hmm. is we have to find a path to or to where we're mentally engaged in the whole process mentally, mm -hmm. engaged, mentally engaged in how we move our body mentally engaged in how we think about mm -hmm. all of these things our environment and, and food and people and relationships mm -hmm. and that's a lot of work and like people mm -hmm. like you don't get somebody to start a wellness journey by telling them that statement that i just made they're like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa i'm out on all that I, I just want a food fix the truth is, is like changing your diet a little bit can help but it's it's yeah it's still, it's still just turning the light onto the path of the journey mm -hmm. uh it is not the end game uh, right it's just the light to the path and uh, yeah so thankful that our paths have crossed and i'm glad that we were able to get on here we actually talked longer than we were planning on talking we're uh, i'm a talker what can i say we got some good conversation going on but i thank you for being on uh i typically yeah. when i have a guest on i always end with the same way and that is would you like to ask me a question i sure would All right, so do it. when and you know i we've recently connected but your passion to help people have your text messages just out there text me all of that where did that come from was it prior to this journey have you always been just someone who naturally wants to help people like that uh yes and uh jerk no <laughs> for my entire life uh at least i don't know i would say that i kind of feel like i've been relatively about the same person since maybe age 22 or 24. I was probably an idiot before that. But anyway, uh, beyond that, like I've, I've always, uh, I've always loved people and I've always, I think about people and I send them text messages and Hey man, what's going on? Let's start a conversation. Like what's going on Friday night? Let's go hang out. Like being the instigator, uh, Enneagram wise, I'm a seven. So I'm always down for whatever. Let's go, let's do this. 
Uh, and so it, it's just part of who I am. Uh, I think about people and when I think about them, I, I like I send them a message like and it's random and or maybe it's just going in and liking a few posts or something like that. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't let that part of my journey be lost uh, in the communicating with people that I love. And there are a lot, uh, you know, that I talk to daily, uh, people that I need to connect with and people that I probably connect with a, a little more casually, like maybe monthly or something like that. You know, and there's always new people coming and going and, and things. But, you know, I think about people and not even social media wise, like I have friends that I right. other other methods of, of FaceTiming with people or or uh, using Marco Polo or whatever. And like making sure to maintain those relationships. Uh, I think it's a critical thing uh, to be true to who you are. Uh, and, and 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 part of that is loving the people that love you. Uh, and so. That's that's just kind of who I've always been. Applying that to social media has been fun, uh, and and I'm I'm the guy that puts my my number on there to text. Like, and I always yeah. answer everyone. I keep my inbox at zero. I want to help people, mm -hmm. uh, and that's just part of who I am. I just think that's a great quality. It's very admirable, and it's something that um, you know the world needs more of. And I know that when I see that, you know, I just. It makes me want to be a better person. So I appreciate you sharing your story and being who you are. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you as well. Thank you for coming on. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, family, thank you for listening. Lori is such an inspiration. Thank you, Lori, for joining us. Your words are so, so needed in our community. If you want to follow Lori on Instagram, she is at Vegans of Weight Watchers. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Feel Good Podcast, your guide to feel good. This podcast is not sponsored or affiliated with any brand. All statements and opinions on this show are those of Phil alone. If you enjoy this podcast, please share the word as we all continue on our individual journeys to feeling good.